You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind. Before I get rolling on my solo show today, I want to give a shout out to J-Hill Marketing and Creative Services, our sister company, and in particular, their new editing house division, Bookmark. Bookmark enables you to keep your copyrights as an author at a fraction of the cost without giving up any of the professional execution. Thank you, Jay Hillmark, for filling a niche in the market and allowing more authors' voices to be heard. And in case you didn't know, I did write a book myself this year. It's called Six Success, The Entrepreneur's Prescriptions for Turning Pain into Purpose and Profit. And it's even an Amazon bestseller, you guys. But I would just love some more support. I would just love some more love. And if you could please pick up the book on Amazon or go to barnesandnoble.com, you can find it there and then leave me a review. That would be astounding. My guest today is me, since I'm rolling solo. About two years ago, I wrote an article for Influensive. And this is a large media site that if you're an entrepreneur or remote worker, you really want to check out Influensive because they're talking to people in the trenches who have been incredibly successful in their ventures. My article was about the abundance mindset and what that actually freaking means. And a lot of people might think that it means they get a key to the, to the universe that will enable them to turn the lock in a door. That will enable them to do no work. They don't have to open the door themselves. But in my experience, that has not been what it has been what it has been like at all. So I just wanted to share what I have gleaned over these past five years of running the business and what is working for me and how the abundance mindset is still working for all of us on the J. Hillmark team. The abundance mindset is a collaborative dance in the universe. It involves identifying opportunities that are for you and that are not for you. Here's what the abundance mindset is not about. It is not about being a hoarder of business, tapping into the power that enables you to bring everything your heart's desire wants into your life and then you don't share it. It doesn't excuse you from doing your internal work either. You can't attract abundance and opportunity if you're living in a pessimistic mindset. So if you're one of those people that are skeptical skeptical of what you hear or think about a lot of entrepreneurs these days, what opportunities they're walking into and how they're finding these opportunities and how their opportunities are finding them. If you're finding that hard to believe and you're thinking of them as if they've been casting a spell, I have news for you. You will not be able to tap into the abundance mindset. Yes, there is a certain magical positioning in your brain that must happen if you are to welcome in the abundance mindset. The abundance mindset is also not a stringent way of looking at life. So if you are a person who would rather be right 
than have being right compromised and be open-minded, you will likely not experience the abundance mindset in your own life unless you're witnessing someone close to you have the experience. It's about not knowing everything, but trusting that what is coming to you is meant for you and receiving it with an open attitude. It hinges on openness because the abundance mindset is connected to the idea of you finding your purpose within the universe. How do you fit in? Let me give you an example. I know a lot of people who are angry that they've gotten sick, they've lost jobs, their financial lives have been compromised. These people seem to feel they deserve the life that they planned. Every single one of us has felt this way. And let me make sure you understand, I'm not saying they don't deserve to have a good life, but the life that we dream up on our own and the plans that we make for ourselves are not as enriched as they can possibly be if we keep our mind open to possibilities. If we keep our minds open to collaboration with the universe and every entity within the universe. I don't think any of us can argue the fact that we are here for a reason. The trials and tribulations that we go through in our life, if we're paying attention, will lead us to the place we are supposed to go to fulfill the purpose that we were put here to discover. So the abundance mindset has everything to do with knowing deep inside you that you don't know everything. It is all about existing with the unknown and being coachable in the ways of the universe. So if you are intractably digging in your heels because you're hell-bent on particular results, and then through illness and stress and circumstances, you can't control the results that you receive and you negate your experience or you poo-poo it, you shove it aside and say, well, that's not for me. I'm not even interested in looking at what comes out of this result. How can there possibly be anything good that will come from this negativity when I needed that so much? I needed that money so much. I needed that job so much. I needed that relationship so much and I lost it. So how in the world could that be a good thing? The abundance mindset is about being open to receiving that gift. Gifts show up in our lives in many different ways and they don't just show up on Christmas or Hanukkah. And they don't just show up on your birthday. Sometimes the best gifts that we have ever received have the ugliest wrapping we could even imagine. They're wrapped in pain. They're wrapped in sorrow. They're wrapped in grief. They're wrapped in panic. We try to push these gifts away because we feel they're supposed to be bad based on the wrapping. They're negative. They're not supposed to be of service to us. But if we remain open and address our obstinance to live our life our way, we will have a much more fruitful and abundant life. We will be joining forces with life instead of trying to direct the unpredictable. I also like to use the example of being in control of your emotions. 
or not letting the day run you. And you've likely heard of that. You run the day, don't let it run you. When you run your day, you are being decisive. And there is a decisiveness in choosing abundance. When you don't let the day run you, you decide you can control the elements of your life that you are able to. You decide that however someone else reacts to their situation is none of your business. And if I'm being honest with you guys, I don't even want that responsibility. Like I will just walk away. It's enough to be in charge of me. And I'm sure that you're shaking your head right now like or nodding it. Like, yes, you're absolutely right. I'm overwhelmed with being in charge of me. It is so much easier now. After a lot of practice, I'm not going to lie about that. But it's so much easier to detach from somebody working through their own emotions, unable to express themselves constructively than it is to involve myself in a situation that has nothing to do with me. They're frustrated. They're angry. They're fearful. They're on their journey. I'm not going to try and control their emotion. They need the freedom and the ability to do that themselves. So we can flip this mindset abundance on its head to a degree because whether we are talking about learning to be in control of our emotions or learning to receive the unexpected in our life, the same point remains that we have limited control and we really want to focus on only the elements that we can control. And there's good news for you. You can control some things. And we'll talk about those in a minute. Losing control and knowing that you don't have control is a scary thing for a lot of people. I spent decades of my life trying to control everything from eating to other people's emotions, to relationships, to dynamics at work. I was known as the person at work who could not get along with anyone. And that was really based on the icy fear that I had inside me that I was a victim, that everything was happening to me, that everything good happened to everybody else. I was so busy assessing who I was along with everybody else that I had no business inviting into my assessment that I could not see myself. And maybe you do that. Maybe when you assess yourself, you automatically pull in competition. I'm this, but only in comparison to this person. What about just who you are you? It was not until I got sick that I was forced to give up control. And in those five months without a diagnosis, I was in the darkest place. I had no idea what the future held. I didn't know. If I had the onset of a life-threatening disease, all I knew is that I would wake up every day and say, something is wrong with me. Something is so wrong with me. Why can't I get help? Why can't anyone help me? All of my life, I was yearning for what I saw other people have, having no idea that happiness, that joy, that prosperity is linked to letting go of control of the things that you can't control and accepting what you can. Strangely, getting sick was the best thing for me because it taught me 
that I could be okay without the mechanisms that I was using every day to be in control, whether I was controlling a specific food I was eating, the time of day I was eating it, the emotion that I allowed myself to feel, how I talked about myself, how I joked about myself, or anything else. There is absolutely no way I would have been able to welcome in the abundance mindset if I had insisted on keeping my death grip on life and trying to maneuver things and manipulate them to suit my wishes. I invite you, if you are not experiencing abundance and you want it and you're having a hard time trusting in the gifts of the universe and what will come to you, I invite you to look at the level of control you're exerting in your life. Because what happens when we are control freaks, and I'm just going to put it out there, and when we are intractably believing that there are no other outcomes except our plans and what we have decided is going to happen, what happens is that this goes exactly against the vibration that attracts the abundance mindset. Control and trust don't exist together. They don't feed off of each other. Living in the abundance mindset doesn't mean you're going to do it perfectly. Strive for improvement in this area, for letting little things that you must control first. I'm not sure what that means to you. It might mean that you allow your pants to sit on the floor instead of being hung up on a hanger for a night. It might mean one of my rules for eating disorder was I wasn't going to eat meat of a particular kind. I wouldn't eat beef. So I needed to work on that and allow myself to break that rule and learn I was going to be okay. And the more of those little rules that you can break to learn you're going to be okay, you can break some of those bigger rules. You can smash some of those limiting mindsets that have been indoctrinated, self-indoctrinated into your head over the years. A lot of times we are connected to needing to feel in control because we're terrified. If we don't do something and we don't repeat actions that have worked to keep us safe, we wonder if we will be safe. We, we lose our grip and our tether on security. We wear a mask sometimes and, and don't even face the fact that we really don't have control. We oftentimes don't learn that we don't have control until something devastating happens. Someone dies, there's a catastrophe in your life. Some event occurs that enables you to define your life as before this death, before this massive loss, before this devastation, and after. It is a defining moment. When we realize we don't have control, it's a prospect too terrifying to realize and we hang on even tighter. We cannot attract what is meant for us in the abundance mindset if we are committing the absolute opposite. We're committing to the absolute opposite. If we're emitting the absolute opposite energy of what we want to come to us. This is simple science. Has a lot to do with energy. Look at it this way. A pessimistic person will see everything pessimistically, skeptically, meaning that they will shut down any opportunity that comes their way 
they will justify their answer and their choice. You can also think of it in terms of I'm thinking of red cars. Then all I'm going to think about is red cars. And I'm going to see them everywhere. I'm going to see them at stoplights. I'm going to see them when I go for a drive. All of a sudden, red cars are everywhere. Because I'm fulfilling that distinction in my brain. Yes, I want to see red cars. Okay, there you go. You're going to see them. The same is true if you're having a crappy day. Let's say you get to work, or let's say you sit down on your couch and you're ready to start your day. Log into your computer and you spill your coffee all over the place. Something triggers you to say, that's how the rest of the day is going to be. It's just going to be terrible. And guess what? Now you're looking for reasons to justify what you proclaim the rest of the day would be. That's how pessimism is. It's going to be like this. It's going to suck. It's going to disinclude me. It's self-fulfilling. When it's self-fulfilling, it's almost like seeing the future and saying, I see this, this happens, that confirms to me that what I said was true. Now I'm going to engage in a cycle. I'm going to keep going round and round, wondering why I am a victim. Wondering why everyone else seems to be enjoying life and I'm just trying to get by. And this applies in all areas because it's really hard to be optimistic in one area and pessimistic in all the other areas or vice versa. The vibration doesn't support it. But you can feel this pessimism in areas like money, love, what you're doing for a living with your children, any type of relationship. Likely, if you feel that pessimism or negativity in those areas, that is going to be spread across your life. Do you think Murphy's Law was written for you? I used to say I was the reason disclaimers were written. I was at 5% of customers that would experience weird side effects like a boil on my nose or I would be embroiled in a particular lawsuit because my house had been built by a drunk contractor or whatever. And I kid you not, one time I was having the kitchen done and the contractor came in, he looked at me and he said, huh, never seen that before. I was fulfilling in my mind what I was putting out there. I'm the reason for the disclaimer. Well, of course, I'm going to have experiences that reflect that because I'm looking for that and I'm also attracting them. Sometimes we insert levity into our lives because at the core we are frustrated or ashamed. But when we do this, when we become self-deprecating, we're drawing the energy. We're drawing in the energy. This is who we are proclaiming we are. I am a screw up. This is what happens to me. Weird wonky contractors. Rare illnesses. Whatever. I am merely a receiving vessel of weirdness. Great. What do you think is going to come back to you? I'm a huge fan of humor. I love it. Of course, as I get older, I hate the raunchy humor. Like, I just don't see <laughs> how it's funny. So maybe that's just who I am. And I'm not saying that humor doesn't have a place in our lives. 
but a lot of times we get stuck in a rut of being self-deprecating. We tell ourselves over and over subconsciously, this is who I am. If I'm making a joke about it, I don't really mean it. But you're hearing it, aren't you? I'm a screw up. I mess everything up. I'm awkward. I have anxiety. I'm not talking about clinically depressed anxiety either. I'm saying, for example, declaring before going to an event, this is going to be awkward for me because this is how I react to situations. It's coming out and saying, the outcome is going to be this and it is going to be negative. It is depriving you of the ability to decide. This has a lot to do with deciding who you are. That you can control. You can't control if your significant other is going to gamble all of your children's college fund away. You can't control their actions. You can't control if what you say to somebody is going to be misconstrued and they get angry. You can't control if you tell your kid you better come home at 11 o'clock and they come strolling in the door at 11.45 because they have to do with other people. You can't control if you're going to get that opportunity. You can do the best of your ability, right? But the fact of the matter is that it's not up to you. It's up to someone else. You get to control who you decide you are. You get to control your actions. So let's say you do have social anxiety. I experience that from time to time. I think I'm an introverted extrovert, if that makes sense. I know that I can take steps to handle that. I can do everything in my power to control my self-talk or whether I seek out knowledge. It doesn't matter who else speaks around you and what they have declared about you or what their opinion is. The loudest voice you will ever hear is the one in your head that decides who you are. Learning this was so exciting to me because I finally understood what I could control and what I couldn't control. Knowing what I could control meant that I get to anticipate feeling better. I get to anticipate feeling better. What does that feel like? That's hope right there. Do you mean I'm not always going to have a crippling eating disorder? Do you mean I'm not always going to live in poverty? Do you mean I will not always stretch and strain for other people's approval? That is exciting. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, my husband and I were driving and someone, another driver, someone out of our control did something stupid, whatever it was, last minute things, didn't put the blinker on, endangered people by taking chances that we were not able to anticipate, but what we could take control of is how we handled it. 
And so we kind of looked at each other and said, this is an opportunity to work on our mindset. This is an opportunity to work on what we can control. This is an opportunity to take back the day. You feel that spike of anger coming in when somebody does something that's so offensive. You know, oh, you almost killed me by coming into the lane. Of course you're going to get angry. But you also have the ability in that split second, you can pause and say, now I have an opportunity to work on how I handle that. That is huge. Reinforce yourselves through your various habits. All right, so let's say the abundance mindset is working for you wonderfully. Everything's going along in your business. It's super groovy. The abundance mindset is not a destination and you stay there and everything is going to be okay because you've hit it. It's a continual learning, growing, and stretching of your perceptions of the truth that you tell yourself. So great. You've reached the abundance mindset. You still have work to do. Situations will still crop up based on decisions that you make every single day and decisions other people around you make every single day. And you have to flex the muscles of the abundance mindset just like you have to flex choosing good habits. Give that abundance mindset a continual workout. What do you do when the doubt comes in? Be still in the moment and trust. Really flow and move into the trust. The abundance mindset doesn't mean this is a smoothly paved road full of no ruts or potholes. It is training yourself to trust every single time a little ripple pops up. How are you going to handle it? You have to be both the trainer and the sponsor in your life. You have to be held accountable for the reps that you need to do, as well as you need to hold yourself in check if you want to engage in a distractive mindset. So if you're unable to pay attention, if you want to Facebook things, if whatever, if you are engaging in habits that are not helping you, you have to be held accountable. One of the things that I've learned is that you'll keep receiving your gifts as long as you are intentional about what you're doing, keeping yourself fully and completely grounded. And that doesn't mean just grounding yourself and your ego it applies to grounding your purpose, respecting your place in the world as a valuable human being, knowing that you are loved and that people are capable of loving you. It means that you will return the same. Sometimes the most difficult thing about being in a relationship is believing that someone is capable of loving you. This is work that you need to do. If you don't feel worthy, how in the world will the universe see you that way? We also are sometimes paid back for the effort that we put out in a Kevin Bacon way. So if you've heard of the analogy of the seventh degree of separation in your circle, it means you only need to go out seven people and you will find somebody who knows Kevin Bacon. And I like to compare that to what we're talking about right now because we are so caught up in putting out effort and knowing immediately how we are going to be repaid. We like to see that direct correlation. 
But the bigger idea is that the universe will take care of all of us. We will receive the energy back that we have put out, but it might be a few degrees away. If I put out that I need another editing job, for example, I might get three editing jobs, but my responsibility within those jobs is to manage a particular piece of each of them. My other responsibility might be that I am to share those opportunities with other people. That's the secret. The abundance mindset has to do with other people. That's the big secret. We're not able to do everything in our lives ourselves. So we're talking about strengths and muscles that we don't flex enough. So if somebody wanted to hire me to be an accountant, for example, that would be a challenging choice for them. That's not a strength that is well flexed of mine. I wouldn't be comfortable taking on that type of job because I have not worked a lot of that capacity. They wanted to hire me for an editing job. That's an entirely different thing or copywriting. That's a different reality. We can recognize our strengths and those muscles that we don't flex too often, sometimes referred to as weaknesses. We can also recognize that not every opportunity is ours. I picture the universe as a pulsing, breathing, living entity. We are all components in this universe. We are all cilia in the lungs. We are blood cells just bobbing along in the bloodstream. We are all smaller parts contributing to the greater whole, to the health of the greater whole. It means that we won't always know the butterfly effect. We won't always know that what we put out is going to be returned directly. But having an abundance mindset instills the faith in you that you will be taken care of. Your deepest needs will be filled. That doesn't mean you make a list and say, I need this and I need that. Yes, get specific with the universe. I need to make $10,000 this week. I need to find the perfect house of my dreams to live in that has main floor laundry, blah, blah, blah. Get specific. And I say thank you before I begin my list. Thank you for the X amount of income coming in. Because the universe likes specificity. So make your list, but be open to watching that you're receiving what you don't even know you need. When you allow the universe to get your back, you receive and return what you can't even fathom. And that contributes to moves down the board. If we're talking about a chess analogy, for example, you always have to think several moves ahead. Engage with the universe. It thinks several moves ahead for you. And I know this sounds crazy, but we're talking about the abundance mindset, so we're going to go there. You have to be willing to call yourself away from the skepticism of society. You have to be willing to stop the self-deprecating humor that on the inside secretly makes you sad or reinforces negative stereotypes about yourself. That's not fair to you. But the most important element in all of this is making sure that when you are gifted with what you need, that you return the favor and you turn around and help someone else. That you make it a habit to identify opportunities 
for other people. You cannot live in the abundance mindset in a silo by yourself, being an abundance hoarder. It doesn't work that way because you will have a limitation of what you can handle and you will hit that ceiling. And the universe will see it and they'll go, oh, you can't handle anymore. I'm going to shut this down right now. This is going to be put on hold. This project is going to be delayed. This person won't be ready. It all works together, seamlessly breathing in and out, the inhalation and exhaling of the universe. The true abundance mindset is working in collaboration with everyone around you to benefit them and everyone around you working in collaboration with you to benefit you. Well, we got pretty deep today on the Sick Biz Buzz. And I want to welcome you to interact with this episode in particular and shoot me any questions that you might have. I'm not trying to peddle any sort of program to send thousands of dollars to my door. What I'm doing is just telling you my personal experience of being taken care of. It's been astounding. Whether that means knowing when I walk up to the mailbox, there's going to be a check there or something in my PayPal so that I can pay my bills, or it means I'm getting very intentional with how I'm scaling my business and seeing all of the steps that need to be taken and all of the players and people that need to be involved laid out before me, plugged in for my intention. I just share with you what my experience has been. I'm happy to talk to you about yours. Actually, I would be overjoyed to talk to you about yours and to hear about what you're seeing in your life and what is coming for you and what you are embracing. Now I want to invite you to head on over to Apple iTunes again, since you're already listening to this podcast and leave a review for us. I think we only have about 10 reviews right now, and I'd love to at least double that or even triple it. It would be wonderful because that pushes us up in the ratings. We believe in the show and the message. We believe in coexistence with all kinds of people and going deeper to find the inspiration that we are all looking for as chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and remote workers. So just look us up on iTunes and leave a 